All right, hello everyone, it's Papa Hector here, and I'm excited to be here with you today at Papa Hector's podcast, because we're here with Huru Samoiz, the author of Working Conjure, a book all about conjure, and if you don't know what conjure is, he's about to let you know, so that you can get some familiarity. I've gotten to read the book myself, and it's awesome, and now let me tell you a little bit of truth here. I done read a lot and reviewed a lot of books in my life, and there's a lot of crap out there. So this one is a book where you can actually get some familiarity with the reality of what really goes on in these traditions, especially the conjure work, because that's become something that's become really popular as of recently. And we see conjure people popping up left and right and everywhere, and this thing just like any other African-based tradition, has its roots, it has its foundations, there are traditions behind things, there's a lineage, a pathway that things are done. So I'm really excited to be here with Huru Moise. So can you tell us a little bit about Working Conjure? Sure. Working Conjure basically is a book um, that I was asked to write to kind of lay a foundation and give people, uh, how you say, um, uh, a little bit of a working knowledge of like where it comes from, what we do, how we do certain things, um, just kind of basically like laying some groundwork for folks, especially for, you know, when it comes to like uh, people that are just discovering it or, um, you know, uh, how you uh, I used to demystifying some, you know, some falsehoods that that may be uh, about this kind of work. Um, it's something that um, personally that I was raised in, and um, I wanted to kind of like convey a little of what I experienced growing up, and you know what this work really um, is about. That's interesting that you mentioned that you were raised in this work. Is that a way that most authentic conjure workers have come up or have come up with people who have been like raised in this work? Well, I will tell you that, you know, conjure typically is a, it is an oral tradition. You, you know, until very recently, you didn't find, you, know, you, you would find little tidbits of things, you know, here and there. Like if you listen to, you know, old blues music and, and such, like you would, you know, hear, you know, little tidbits of this and that, but um, <clears throat> it's something that, uh, like I said, it, it's an oral tradition and it's a very practical, hands-on tradition. So it's one of those things that you kind of learn by doing. Um, it has a foundation that actually the root of conjure comes from the Congo part of Africa and actually made its way into this country by way of the slave trades. And, you know, a lot of folks don't understand. They think that, that it's just this, uh, uh, like a gumbo pot, if you will, of different things that are thrown in when that's really not the case, but it kind of was, was formed because and came to this place as a result of, you know, of slavery. Cool. So in this, what I'm also hearing, which I also noticed in your book, which I had, you know, I'm in these other traditions, so I'm exposed to various 
related traditions, I hadn't really seen as much of an emphasis in other places, but I did see this emphasis in your book, which was interesting, which was the emphasis of like the spirits, the working with the spirits, the ancestral connections in Conjure. Whereas almost like prior to reading your book, I had heard little tidbits of it here and there, but for the most part, it seemed like that was a big part left out of what a lot of people discuss in Conjure or kind of gloss over when it comes to that and just skip right over to like recipes and magical practices. So what would you say, how important is that piece? Because it was a major piece that I read about. Well, the first thing is understanding that Again, Conjure made its way into this country by way of the slave trades and honoring the sacrifices that those ancestors made and the things that they had to endure is absolutely important because it is a part of the root. Conjure is something that is very, very heavy when it comes to dealing with ancestors and working and honoring ancestors. It's something that, that when you're working it, it's not just, you know, taking some, uh, some roots and throwing them in a bowl and then putting them in a bag and calling it a mojo hand. It's something much, much more than, than just that. It's not just taking some things and throwing it together and then calling that conjure. That's, that's not what it is. Conjure is having a relationship with your ancestors, having a relationship with the leaves, the trees, the roots, having a relationship with those spirits that's there and taking those things and with that working relationship, using that to create magic that facilitates change in somebody's life. Because remember this, that the, the, one of the foundation stones of Conjure is being there at a point to where that magic was needed to overcome oppression. It was needed as a rebellion to the slave masters. That's where it was birthed out of. That's what it comes from, is that right there. And to leave that out is to leave out a huge part, not only of the history, but of the of, of the magical foundation period that, that it has. And coming across that point, when speaking about morality and conjure, right? And I noticed this point in the book as well, which I really liked, is kind of like the morality of Conjure seems to me to be a very practical-oriented morality that is based on rules of, like, community and respect, and yet at the same time, like, don't tread on me, don't mess with me, I ain't gonna tolerate it type. Is that how you would kind of sum it up? Yeah, that's, that's a very good way to, to sum it up. What I tell people is that, you know, when it comes to, you know, when it comes to issues of what is moral, or what is immoral, what is good, you know, what is evil, those are all relative things. Those things vary from place to place and region to region. Something that may be considered to be good here may not be considered to be good somewhere else. And so those are relative terms. So those aren't really terms that that we in Conjure would use. It's all about balance. It's all about, you know, like 
balancing those scales and in order to do that you have to know how to work with both hands and what that means basically is sometimes you have to do you know things that are positive and sometimes you have to do things that are negative but it's knowing both sides of that work that actually creates balance because sometimes it's actually necessary that's very good point and now when you're working that negative end of the work there are certain types of rituals and protections and things you would have to put in place for yourself correct always um you know first and foremost you know before you do any work you should go through you should do cleansings on yourself when you're finished with the work you should do cleansings on yourself the other thing is is that you know as like if you're doing uh feeling like that you need to do some sort of some sort of work go to your ancestors and see what they have to say about it because we want to make sure that everything that we do not only is justified but keeps everything in balance because if we don't do that what ends up happening is chaos will come in and take over and then throw everything to shit and so what is like one of the most important points for people to understand who are just starting out on the conjure path Understanding that that conjure is something that, you know, wasn't gloriously brought to this country, but it was something that is founded on the blood, sweat, and tears of the slaves that were brought here. It's something that is founded on overcoming oppression. It's something that's founded on creating a rebellion, a successful rebellion against the slave masters so that they could actually live. It's understanding that having a working relationship with your ancestors, and I'm not talking about just like, you know, lighting a candle and calling it a day, but sitting down and pouring your heart out to your ancestors and having that, that relationship with them that you're guided yourself when it comes to your own work. You're guided yourself when it comes to what you should do or what you shouldn't do. But again, it's your responsibility when it comes to having those relationships with your spirits because if you don't, then, you know, basically what you do is, you know, it's a crapshoot. And with that being said, like, how long would you say it takes for someone to actually be like an active practitioner of conjure for them to really authentically go around calling themselves, let's say, a conjure doctor, a root worker, and maybe even like blazing the trail of helping other people? Because very often, one thing that we notice in all African based traditions is that people jump in to the water and they're ready to start doing work or helping other people like the very next day, not even knowing how to tie their shoes yet. So how is it that, when would you say like, let's say a, con a person studying conjure on the path of conjure, what could be maybe like something that they should look out for to indicate to them like they ain't there yet? or that there's more work to be done. Like, how long does it normally take for someone to really have enough of a foundation to say that they should do what they're doing? Well, the foundational point is very, very important. And the thing is, is that, you know, you have to learn how to crawl before you can walk and you have to learn how to walk before you can run. 
Um, I can tell you that, you know, conjure is not something that somebody is going to learn overnight. Then all of a sudden they're a root doctor. I mean, it takes years of training. It takes years, you know, of, you know, working with not only your, your ancestors, but working with the leaves and, and doing those things. And, you know, being, in my opinion, being under, uh, the instruction, you know, of, of a teacher, of somebody that can guide you in that way, somebody that has wisdom that can help you, you know, along the way, other than just, you know, deciding that, you know, I got a little bit of a taste for something. So now I want to just go and eat all of it. You know, it's one of those things to where there must be an exercise of wisdom in what you're doing. And there also must be an exercise of patience. Sometimes, you know, we get so excited about something that we just want to, you know, we we want to to, to jump right. Like, for example, like you, you couldn't go and, you know, tomorrow decide that you're going to be like, you know, the CEO of, of some company, you know, without going through, you know, whatever schooling and training and such is needed. There's no difference in this because realistically, you know, they call us conjure doctors for a reason because why? What are we doing is we're doctoring magical change in somebody else. And that's not something that you learn in 10 minutes. Exactly. So what I heard in that statement was that a teacher is really important in conjure work. Would you say that at least in the olden days, it was traditional to apprentice with a teacher, have your teacher, your master, you know, who you apprenticed with and who you also kind of bounced yourself off of, making sure that you're in check? Was that the most normal process through which you know, a conjurer, doctor to be would have undergone like yourself has? Absolutely it is. It's it's one of those things to where, you know, if you're really going to learn the, the deeper portions of it, which is absolutely necessary, then you're going to have to, to at some point be with somebody that can give that to you because I can tell you that is not something that you're going to find in books. There may be allusions to it, but as we know with any African-based tradition, you're not going to find it all in a book. I can promise you that. It's important to have elders, to have to have teachers and such that can give not only guidance, but also convey wisdom, you know, because sometimes even, you know, myself, I've done dumb shit that I wasn't supposed to do and I, you know, and it got me into trouble. So, (laughs) you know, but having, having that, uh, uh, that guide or that, that, you know, having that, that person there that had wisdom that I didn't have, what it does is it helps to convey wisdom to you to give you that that place and to give you you know that authority to actually do the work and to do it effectively now a lot of people now coming to conjure these days at least as far as i've seen are people that are coming into conjure from outside of the original culture Mm -hmm. correct and a lot of times if you're not from a culture you don't know how is the proper way to approach things, right? And so like in our culture of 21 divisions, when you're going to a spiritual worker to get help, ask for advice, ask for lessons, we typically have consultations, you have a consultation, there's a proper way of going about things. Here in America, I've noticed oftentimes that individuals seem to think that the person who's there to lead them is just there to be at their beck and call all the time or for them to toss all their stuff on that person's back and not following a protocol of approach. 
So what's that proper protocol of approach when you have an issue, when you have a problem, you have a teacher, you want to approach them, do you get a consultation, do you ask the spirits, do you have your teacher work on your case for you, What? how do you do that? So if somebody, if somebody comes to me and they tell me that they want to learn this work, they tell me that they, that, that they want you know, me to teach them. The first thing that um, that's going to happen is going to be a consultation and I'm going to go to my spirits and I'm going to see what they have to say about it. From that point, you know, should they say yes, then what happens is that we begin to set up a series of lessons to where it's either, you know, in person, um, you know, or with, you know, technology, you can do it, you know, over the phone, over Skype or whatever it is and then begin to to you know to do that work to kind of you know get their feet wet um but also to kind of uh, how you say to to get rid to dissipate any you know ideas or preconceived notions that they may have um from things that they have either seen on tv read on the internet god knows that you know sometimes the internet is not your friend um Or just other foolishness like that, because, you know, again, at the end of the day, this is an it is an oral tradition, and you know, even though there are some books out there that that are that do have you know a lot of good information on it, it's a matter of taking that information that you have and then growing in it and growing it, and so that would be the way you know that that someone. If they were to come to me, that would be kind of the, 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 the step and process that they would take. And with all that information that lies in books, one thing that I noticed and you mentioned in your book is that there's lots of conjure doctors that work with very different backgrounds. Some are Catholic, some are this background, some are that background. So would you also say it's important that if you did go read a whole bunch of books on conjure and then you do find a teacher, that you should probably come in with like a sense of not really knowing shit so that you can be open enough to how that particular conjure doctor works? Absolutely. I mean, the thing is, is that if you're coming into something, anything new, you need to, you know, come in with the notion that you don't know anything and you're there to learn because realistically, what are you there for is to learn. So if you're, if you're going to, if you're going to learn, you come in saying, okay, you know, such and such is going to, to, you know, to be the one, you know, that that's teaching me. Well, you have to be open to receive. And so if you come in with, you know, uh, these preconceived ideas of what things are or what they shouldn't be, then that's only going to get you into trouble and create a lot of undue frustration. But I will tell you this, that any teacher that's worth their weight in salt is somebody that is going to not only give you the wisdom that you need, but they're also going to, to show you how to work it because at the end of the day, what is Conjure even about? It's about magical work that is used to facilitate change in the life of yourself or somebody else. And if a teacher cannot do that or show you that, then, you know, I would probably question it. So, because of that and the difference of the backgrounds of all the people that worked, is it in Conjure, is it possible or is it common that maybe the way one person works on something and the rules that they follow might totally be opposite or opposing 
to what someone else does? Not necessarily opposing, but I will tell you that with with Conjure, Conjure varies. There, like there, there, there are there are truths that that are in Conjure, but there, but as far as the work goes, there are some variances um, from region to region and family to family, because in different, for example, like in different areas of the South, you know, like there are certain uh, uh, roots and herbs that would grow here that didn't grow there, and back in the day, you know, they didn't have the internet, so you could order it on eBay, so. It's about you know understanding that that there are some regional differences, as far as like opposing differences. Well, that th- that does come up every once in a while, um, but I would say that that the, that they especially with with the older workers, um, that's a little you know more few and far between, um, simply because you know again. The root is the same. The root is Congo. The root. So understanding that and understanding, you know, that ancestral foundation, you know, because all the ancestors are connected in one way or the other. So guess what? So then will be those, you know, those foundations that are there. Now the way that things are done, uh, how you say the semantics of how things are done, that's going to vary because that has always varied simply because there were different regions and different places that had different things. So that had to be, uh, uh, you know, they, they had to adjust to, you know, to, to those things. I mean, even when the slaves came over, you know, they didn't have the same roots and trees that did, and which is again, you know, so those those things had to be discovered, and the spirits of the roots here had to be discovered like that. So, you know, like I said, in essence, that the, there are some things that that uh, may sort of oppose, but for the most part, it, it would just be kind of like semantics on on the the way that that certain works are done. And my last question is. What's a sign maybe to someone that they're possibly being misled or maybe they're being with a conjure doctor that doesn't, someone who's claiming not to know, to do, to know, but doesn't actually know what they're doing. Is there anything that a person, that like a red flag that could say to a person like maybe this person isn't what they claim to be? Well, um, let's see. One sign, one sign would be that, see, uh, conjure is considered a monotheistic practice, okay? And um, if you have somebody that, that is, you know, working conjure and there's, you know, 87,000 different deities from here, there, and everywhere, like, you know, there's, you know, you're working conjure with Ganesha, you know, for, or whatever, for example, that may be a sign. The biggest sign, though, I would say, um, when it comes to that is, is the work that they are giving you actually doing the work? Is it working? Because if it's not working, then guess what? You're wasting your time and more than likely your money. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. And so tell us how we could contact you or anyone who wants to contact you. How can they get your book? How can they get that foundation that they need? Well, um, you can find me on Facebook um, at uh, Hudu Sen Moise. Um, you can email me at uh, ugansenmoise.com. That's H O U G A N S E N M O I S E at gmail.com. 
the book can be found in uh, metaphysical stores, Barnes and Noble, you know, wherever books are sold, it can be found. Um, you can also get it uh, from Amazon, um, you know, whichever is uh, is easier for you. Awesome. So thank you, Huru Hussein Moise, for coming in and doing this interview with us. And all of y'all, go get your book, Working Conjure by Huru Hussein Moise. I will be putting um, his name there so that you have the spelling, just in case you're confused. And we'll speak again next week. God bless. Stay blessed. And um, yeah, signing off.